all doing? Hello, everybody at home. Hey, we're going to have a really great service this morning. We've, we're finishing up the month of February, and we have lots of love still to talk about today. And I uh, have a new song for you, too, I'm going to introduce to you. But let's get started with some worship. If you're at home, we don't want you. Just remember what Terry said last week. We don't want you sitting in your chairs. We want you up and enjoying. Here we go. Let's open up the heavens a little bit. I waited for this day, gathered in your name, calling out to you. Glory calling out, awakened desire, burn your heart with truth. You're the reason we're here. Gates, a mighty river flowing from your heart, feeling every part of our praise. Oh, 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 Sending like a cloud, standing with us now, Lord, unveil our eyes. You're the reason we're here, and you're the reason we're singing. Come on now, open up the heavens. I want to see you open up the floodgates. A mighty river flowing from your heart, feeling every part of our praise. Oh, 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 Like a cloud standing with us now, Lord, unveil our eyes. That's right, because you know we're, you're the reason we're here. You're the reason we're singing. Come on now, open up the floodgates, a mighty heaven, open up that river, a mighty river flowing from your heart. Oh, 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 oh,
us. Isn't it great to worship on a Sunday morning? It really is. It's a great thing to just kind of worship everybody and worship worship as a collective group, right? Okay, I have a new song for you t today, and I want to I want to thank you, Bill, there. Um, this is a new song. I'm going to kind of give you the words a little bit. It goes, here's the, the chorus part. I see the evidence of your goodness all over my life, all over. I see the promises in fulfillment all over my life, all over my life. And he goes, why should I fear? Because God's evidence is here. Right? What a good one, huh? Okay, let me get it all set here. All right, here we go. If you've heard this one before, it's a new song. All throughout my history, your faithfulness has walked beside me. And winter storms made way to spring And every season is where I'm standing I see the evidence of your goodness All over my life All over my life I see your promises in fulfillment Help me remember when I am weak. My fears may come, but they may leave. You lead my heart to victory. You are my strength, and you will always be. I see the evidence of your goodness. Why should we fear? Why? 
of everything he's done for us. Just look at this glorious day we have. He's here for us, folks. I see his evidence in everything in front of me, all the flowers, all the people. And I see the evidence in you folks, too. You know, being here in, a, in, a, in the midst of a pan pandemic and, and we're still worshiping God, right? Isn't that great? I think we got one more song. I have one more song, yeah. spoke a word you were singing over me you've been so so good to me before I took a breath you breathed life in me you've been so kind to love of God. Oh, it chases down and finds me till I finally leaves the nine nine. I couldn't earn it, but I don't deserve it. Still you give yourself away. And oh, the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. Think about the love that He gives us, gives us each and every day. When I was your foe, you still fought love for me. You've been so, so good to me. And I felt no worth. You paid it all for me. You paid it for me. You've been so kind to Down and finds till I'm found the leaves in 99. Cause I couldn't earn it, I don't deserve it. Till you give yourself away for the overwhelming, never ending, reckless love of God. 
no shadow won't line up, the mountains won't climb up, coming after me. There's no wall that will kick down, love will tear down after me. Chase me down and find me till I found the lead to the 99. Cause I couldn't earn it, I don't deserve it till you give yourselves away. Oh, the overwhelming, never ending, reckless love of God. Hello. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for being here. Uh, the reckless love of God is so amazing. Um, we're here in February, and we've been talking a lot about love. My dad's going to be talking about the Good Samaritan today. We're very excited. There's just a few announcements. Um, one, elementary, the elementary lesson. Margaret is going to be teaching the, Mar uh, the week two of It's All Good today. It's going to be on Facebook at 1.15. Uh, we have to... Uh, kind of move it back a bit because we're also, I'm interviewing Analia today, um, and we're going to be talking about don't worry. We're going to be talking about tips about how we're not supposed to worry. Did you know that worry is actually a sin? And there's actually scientific evidence to show us why God tells us not to worry. It's because it causes sickness and disease. Scientifically, it causes sickness and disease if we worry. Um, so I'm going to be interviewing Analia. We're going to be doing a, a round of Dizzy Sports. I don't know if you know what that is, but if you don't, you can tune in. It's going to be at 1230 on YouTube. And she's going to try for the very first time ravioli. She's never tried it before. Uh, and I'm Italian, and I was like, this cannot be. We cannot allow this to continue. So she's going to try ravioli. And all the youth and young adults, you can stay after at 1230. We're going to film it on the lawn. Uh, and so you can kind of hang out and you can watch, and that way we can kind of have a youth group. Uh, I know that a lot of the youth have been not able to connect with each other and hang out, so I'm hoping this is an opportunity for them to do that. And then also, I'm going to try and do it once a month, where when I do the lesson, just film it on the lawn, so that way we can kind of hang out once a month at least. I think it's important. Um, so if you can encourage your youth and young adults to come, either to service or at 1230, so that way they can hang out with uh, their friends. That would be really great. It's really important. They're connecting at school with their non-Christian friends, and they need to be connecting here um, at church with their Christian friends as well. Uh, okay, so turn your campus. You know, this weekend is uh, normally winter camp or summit. It was summit last year. And uh, the Pacific Southwest District isn't able to have winter camp this year because we have uh, a transition uh, just for this winter. But um, we're making available the uh, information on Turn Your Campus. It's a really awesome event. The, a lot of the youth went to it last year and really enjoyed the breakout sessions. So the website, and we're going to put it on the broadcast, is turnyourcampus.com slash tyc.seminars. And then um, there's just really great stuff for parents, for youth workers, for Christian educators. Uh, if you're a ch children's church teacher or you're a teacher in public school, there's some great breakout sessions for you as well for praying for your school, uh, for students, especially uh, mental health check, 
how to be a David or Daniel uh, in, in today's times, uh, creation versus evolution, intelligent design, uh, just a lot of really great things. So you're going to want to check that out. Also, there was this really great 11-year-old Christian rapper. I've mentioned him a few times. I downloaded all his music. I like it so much. <laughs> um, but you can go to turnyourcampus.com slash TYC, TYC slash big dash room. I think Bill's going to put on the broadcast. And the timestamp to watch um, his uh, uh, testimony, it's really powerful, is 102.55 to 109.20. Um, so definitely... Uh, Definitely check that out this weekend. This was winter camp, so have your youth and young adults watch it this week or this upcoming weekend. Also, we still have the Choices baby bottles uh, on the table out there uh, near the parking lot. If you want to take one, we'd really appreciate it. Uh, there's a lot of women who are really struggling right now if they're facing an unplanned pregnancy, especially with sort of the economy and the downturn, so we really want to be supportive of them and um, do everything that we can. Um, to make it possible for them to uh, choose life. Um, there's also ad adoption available, adoption uh, possibilities. So we definitely want to be sharing that with anyone who you may know who's facing an unplanned pregnancy. Um, it's a very daunting time, very scary time for people uh, if you're in that situation. But uh, you know, we want to let them know that we're here for them and that we love them and we appreciate them uh, and that uh, you know, we're here to help them any way we can. Um, and then, uh, so you can direct them to online, it's choicescenter.org, and there's a phone number that we're going to put on the screen. I, um, uh, yeah, I can't remember it off the top of my head, <laughs> but it's there, and the number is on the bottles if you want to pick up one of the bottles as well. Um, and then, uh, also, if you want to give online, but you're at home, or you're on the lawn, and you said, I want to pick up a bottle, you can just give online at partnerwithchoices.org. And then um, t also, we're going to be starting communion next week. Um, but we're asking that you bring your own bread and juice, grape juice preferred, but any juice will work. We're going to be starting that March 7th. We're going to partake in communion together, but we're not going to pass out the elements because we don't want to um, spread germs. But uh, you can, we're asking you to bring it, um, or you can participate at home. Uh, so just be prepared for next week so that you have all that ready. And then also prayer is going to be starting on March 9th, Tuesday, March 9th at 1230. We're calling it, you know, this is church on the lawn. We're calling it prayer on the lawn. So starting March 9th, 1230, we're going to have prayer on the lawn. Uh, and it's going to be every Tuesday thereafter. Lastly, offering, um, you can put a, your money or your check in that red box on the welcome table. You can give online. Bill's going to put the um, website on the screen for people at home. It's uh, newheartforyou.com slash give dash online. Or you can mail a check to 380 East Covina Boulevard, Covina, California, 91722. So now Margaret's going to come up for our children's sermon for today. Good morning, Super Kids. I see Aurora out there. <laughs> Good girl. We're glad to see you. All right. Well, family, friends, and loved ones, as we sit on the grass today, let us use our senses to appreciate God's creations that he has made for us. What I'm going to talk to you about today goes along with those beautiful songs that we just sang. 
Just because God loves us, he created all these things. Kids at home, you get to look out the window. Now, Psalm 103:17 says, The loving kindness of the Lord is everlasting on his children who have awe and reverence for him and for the children who remember his precepts and do them. Now, Super Kids, It's All Good is the name of our children's church lesson. Well, that's God, what God himself felt about his creations. Can you hear him thinking? It's all good. Knowing that he had blessed us by making his family this special place here on earth. Look up and see the bright sun that God put up in the sky that brings us warmth and light. And in the night, we can see the moon and the stars that God put up in the sky to bring the earth light at night. Well, when we see the clouds, ooh, we see a little bit, a few of them, we remember that God separated the waters in the sky from the waters on the earth. And God called the sky heaven. God knew that his plants would need water to grow. A few weeks ago, we had rain, and our mountains, which speak of the glory of God, looked so beautiful with snow on their peaks. Then, when it rain, when the rain falls and the snow melts, it runs down the rivers into the ocean, where swarms of God's creatures are swimming. As we look up in the heavens, as God calls it, we may see the birds in the air flying down to catch a worm to eat or flying up into the trees that God created to build a nest. Keep your eyes open. You may see an animal down here in the grass, an animal that creeps, crawls, or hops on the grass. And you too will see other boys and girls whom God created walking and playing. Super Kids, Genesis 1.31 is our memory verse. Then God looked over all he had made, and he saw that it was good. Children of God, since he has given us so many beautiful creations to enjoy, daily we should notice by looking, listening, smelling, tasting, and touching, don't forget. Touching God's wonderful creations, which shows him that we are thankful for the pleasure that they bring us. And it reminds ourselves that the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. We've been learning this song, and I love it. Super kids, I read in Ephesians 3, verse 11 and 12, that not only did God lovingly give us his gifts of creation, but he gave us a gift that was in accordance with his eternal purpose, which he carried out in Christ Jesus our Lord. 
in whom we have boldness and confidence. Confident access to come before God through faith in him. Let's sing with confidence in our loving God who wants to answer our prayers in the mighty name of Jesus. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning, new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness, O Lord. Great is thy faithfulness. Okay, now you know it. Ready? The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning, new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness, O Lord. Great is thy faithfulness. Praise God. All right, see you all today. I think they start at 11.15. No, 1.15 today after Charles has the youth event. All right, God bless you all. You don't want to miss that, right? You really don't. Everybody's got to log in for that. Well, before the sermon, we have a, uh, I have a song for you. To kind of, to close the month of love, we just want you to know that God loves you, you know? for me Love's like a hurricane I'm a tree Bending beneath the weight of His mercy And all of a sudden I'm aware Those afflictions eclipsed by the glory I realize just how beautiful you are, how great your affections are for me, you know. He loves us so. Oh, He loves us. How He loves us. He loves us so
just sit and, sit and listen to this song. And think to yourself how much he loves us. In this month of love, there's no better or greater love than the love of God. song that is oh how he loves us it's a pretty song but it's also more beautiful to know that he really does love us with an everlasting love and that you know you can't even describe how wonderful it is that when he fills you up with his presence and he tells you you're special and you're the only one in his eyes the thoughts towards us are more numerous than the sands in the sea oh how he loves us how he thinks about us and wants the best for us amen well, it's good to see everyone out on the lawn and watching on Facebook and YouTube. The Bible says in Hebrews 10.35, do not forsake the assembling of yourselves together even when there's a pandemic. Is that, is this, I added that on in there, but it's true right now, right? Praise the Lord. It's so good to see everyone. We're going to finish this month's teaching on love, but that doesn't mean that we're going to stop loving not going to stop loving God or stop loving the people of God because we have to continue. And it's a challenge to love people, isn't it? Yeah. And uh, <laughs> there, there was one pastor, he took over a church and he taught on love for three months. And the people in the church said, Do, don't you have another message? He goes, well, when we get this message down, then we'll move on to another one. Amen. So we're not going to go three months. We just went one month. Hopefully, you'll replay these and have them in your heart so that you can be all that God wants you to be. Amen? So today, we're going to talk about the Good Samaritan. Let's pray before we start. Father, thank you for giving us parables and giving us words of wisdom so how we can operate in love and do all that you want us to do because you love us and with your love, we also love others. So Father, open our hearts to receive today all that you have for us in Jesus' name and all agreed said. Amen. Now, we're going to find out today, are we good Samaritans? Are we people that reach out and help those that are needy? Now, a good Samaritan, that phrase, Christians know it and even non-Christians know it. It's kind of like a catchphrase, a good Samaritan. Well, you know, somebody returned a wallet or somebody returned a ring or something valuable. And they said a, he was a good Samaritan. Amen. But in the Bible, in those days, Good and Samaritan didn't go hand in hand. In fact, the Samaritans were uh, hated by the Jews, and the Jews in turn hated the Samaritans. And th because the Samaritans, they, would, they married into pagan uh, 
uh, people that worship pagan gods. And so the Jews thought that they were kind of defiled. And so they wouldn't want to talk to them, touch them, or even go into their country. Come on, talk to me. That's, that's real uh, devastating. And, but Jesus didn't feel that way. He didn't have prejudice. He thought everyone was special in his eyes. And one time he told his disciples, we must go through Samaria. And then there was a Samaritan woman at the well, and he asked her for some water. And she said, you, being a Jew, asking me, a Samaritan, for water? And <laughs> she was saying, you talking to me? <laughs> you, 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 you're actually talking to me? But God loves us that much, praise God, that he uh, loves us. And so the story is found in Luke chapter 10, verses 25 through 37. And as the story goes, a teacher of the Jewish law came to Jesus and asked, asked him, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Now, we know the answer to that, right? It's accept Jesus Christ in your heart and believe that God raised him from the dead and you shall be saved. But Jesus knew he couldn't do that. So he said, uh, he, he's going to say something, but there are some religion, and I have some friends that I play basketball with, that they believe they need to work to get their salvation, to work to get to internal, eternal life. And so I had this one friend that has a truck. So I told him, you know, brother, I, I can help you get to heaven because I can give you some things to do to get your works in line so that you can reach eternal life. So he helped, we helped, he helped us move a couple of people at the church. And so that was, that was wonderful. But Jesus said to him, you're a scholar. You know how to get uh, eternal life. How do you read it in the Bible? How do you read it in the scriptures? He said, well, it, the way it is is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, all your strength, all your might, all your mind. And the second is likened to that, to love your neighbor as yourself. He said, you've answered correctly. And so, but the problem, even though he knew what to do, he couldn't do it. You know, it's even hard to love God with all of your heart. Did, have you noticed that? Because your heart gets entangled and gets distracted with other things. Have you ever seen people watch a football game? They're yelling and screaming as if their life depended upon it. Their heart was in it. Where is God in that? I don't know. And I hear people, you know, sometimes they come to our house and I ask them, do you want some of uh, this or some of that? You go, oh, I just love those mashed potatoes. I just love the avocado. I just love apple pie. You, that's a lot of love going into an inanimate object, isn't it? <laughs> do you say, I just love Jesus. I just love to be near him. Amen. That's what we're supposed to do. But it's hard to like people that don't talk to you right, that, that, that talk bad about you, that do things that get on your last nerve. I know my mom used to say that to me. Son, you're working my last nerve. <laughs> Anybody ever had their parents say that to you? Let me see. Show of hands over here. No? Well, I, I wondered myself. I said, Mom, what are you talking about? I'm just living my life. What do you mean I'm working your last nerve? I guess I wasn't doing what I was supposed to be doing. And so I said, what, your last nerve? How do you know it's your last nerve? Where is your last nerve? <laughs> Amen? <laughs> but I caused her some, some headache. So anyway, <laughs> uh, Jesus said, uh, that's correct what you said. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and love your neighbor as yourself. So then the Samaritan said, well, who is my neighbor anyway? 
You know, he wanted to isolate it. Is it just the Jews only? Is it only the people that are nice to us? Is it just the people in our neighborhood? Actually, the answer to that is those that are near you. That's who you love. Your neighbor is the one that's near you in the market, on your street, where you work, everywhere you go. Whoever's near you, you're supposed to love them. Praise God. So Jesus gives them an illustration to demonstrate a neighbor. And so it's found in Luke chapter 10. He says, a certain man went down to Jerusalem, to Jericho, went from Jerusalem to Jericho. Now, this is about 20 miles, and it's downhill, and there's a bunch of rocks and cavernous places there where robbers can hide behind the rocks and just jump and pounce on people, rob them, and no one even knows what happened. So this is what happened. Uh, a man, he fell among thieves who stripped him of his clothing, wounded him, and departed, leaving him half dead. Now that happens today. People rob people, they kill people, they stab people. I go, oh my gosh. This is the 21st century, isn't it? We're supposed to be over that? But there are people that are, are doing that. Now, if you saw somebody lying half dead, been beaten, ripped, his clothes ripped off, would you help them? I, I hope so. Uh, we have to be careful though, because the, at this time, if the people help this guy that was laying down, they could come back and get him as well. But there's three types of people that are going to walk by. Okay, you ready? Find out if you're in this. The first passerby uh, looked upon the situation, and uh, he saw them. He saw him, but he passed by. He was a priest, and he saw that man there, and he just kind of pretended like he didn't see him. You, you ever been there? You see somebody in trouble, you go, oh, man, they're in trouble. But I just got to go on. Amen? Now, I was driving, <laughs> doing some errands this week, and I saw somebody that was stalled uh, on the side of the road, and I thought to myself, oh, man, is the Lord testing me? I'm doing the Good Samaritan sermon this Sunday, and now here I got somebody that's on the roadside, and I got to help him. So I said, well, I better, better do it. You know, the Lord's putting it on my heart. So I turned around. I figured, well, even if I couldn't help him, at least I could have a story to tell when I get here. And so, <laughs> thank God, as I turned around, I saw him start the car, and he took off. And I said, well, praise the Lord. My intentions were good. And the Lord helped him. Praise God. So this guy, he saw uh, uh, a um, person that was wounded, lying by. The now, this doesn't happen too often. And today, you know, it happens once in a while, but a lot of times you, you're just not, you know, where that is going to be by you. And it says by chance. In other words, it just happened to be. You ever been in a situation where somebody needs help and you're the only one that knows it and you're the only one that can help them? And you go, just by chance. You know, just by chance someone would come. And so the second passerbyer, was a Levite, and when he arrived at the place, came and looked and passed by the other side. He looked at him, and he said, oh, man, that guy's in trouble. But I'm too busy. I'm in a hurry. I don't have enough time. And he, he, he went on. He was like rubbernecking. He didn't feel a need to do anything to help. He was a helper at the church. But, you know, the world is introducing a term. Have you heard of random acts of kindness? Well, to me, that's kind of a funny term, random. You know, like, maybe I will or maybe I won't. Just up, 
pull your name out of a hat. Maybe I'll help you. Like I see on TV, they have uh, this automobile company that does random acts of kindness. They're helping people and everything. And I thought to myself, hey, uh, when I go in to get a loan from you, I don't see no random acts of kindness. I mean, why don't you take that money that you're using for the commercial and helping somebody that we don't even know and help me, right? So this guy, he didn't need a random, he needed a definite act of kindness. The definition of random means no definite plan or purpose, just random, just like pulling a name out of a hat. So he needed someone to help him. But like I said, this doesn't happen too often. It, you know, once in a while you might see somebody that needs some help. You know, maybe he's hurting or he's got a problem and, and you, you're there to help him. So, sir, sir, I need your help. What, excuse me? My God, you're all bloody. What happened oh, to you? I've, I've been robbed. I need your help. Well, I'm busy right now. See, I'm, I'm filming for the broadcast, you know. Can you? But, but please, I'm dying. <laughs> okay, could you die a little bit like over there? You know, because I'm, I'm busy right now, okay? So, so thank you very much. <laughs> so insensitive. You know, the priest should know, because they offered the sacrifices to God, they should know that you're supposed to have the love of God, but he didn't. I'm a pastor, I'm supposed to love the guy, but I don't have time, okay? I'm in the middle of a broadcast, I gotta get this thing done. So now, we've got two people that did nothing. The priest that just walked by, and the Levite that looked like rubbernecking at, at a car wreck and just kept on going. But there's a Samaritan, hallelujah. A Samaritan, like I said, he was hated by the Jews, and the Jews hated them. But it says here, as he journeyed, he came where he was, and he, when he saw him, he had compassion. Say compassion. Compassion compassion on him. That's what was missing. They knew what they were supposed to do, but they didn't have the God's compassion to make a difference or to reach out to somebody. That's what we need in our lives to be a good Samaritan. We have to have the compassion of God. The Bible says that Jesus was moved with compassion. Are you moved with compassion or are you dead on the inside? Come on, talk to me. We have to look at situations and know God wants us to help this person. God wants us to be, make a difference in their lives. And I'm looking out here and I, know, I see a lot of people that I know that reach out and make a difference in people's lives. They inconvenience themselves and will drive somebody to the hospital or pick up somebody that needs help or help or, or contribute money to people that are in need. Yes, a lot of us are just, just don't even know. Just, it just goes right past us. But all you have to do is open up your eyes, let your spiritual antenna reach out, and you'll see people that have need. And even as you hear this message, God is saying to you, I'm gonna show you some people this next week that you can help help that you can reach out to and God's going to use you and you're going to hear that little voice on the inside didn't you hear that message about how you're supposed to be a good Samaritan and your your answer is going to be yes Lord show me how show me what I'm supposed to do and God will reward you for it the Bible says if you give just a little cup of water to a little one he said, well, a cold cup of water, you will no wise lose your reward. How much when you help somebody that is really in need? We are the hands of God. We are the feet of God. We're the eyes of God. We're looking out. People are crying out to God and needing help, and he wants to use you. He's up in heaven. He can't do it. He's got to use you to go forth. You know, yes, uh, last week they said I was uh, completely 
cured of cancer, has no problem in me. All I could say to the Lord is, Lord, how can I thank you? Well, he said, reach out and touch somebody. Reach out and make a difference in people's lives. That's how you can reward me or thank me for what I have done for you. Amen? Why, why keep me here if I'm just going to just sit on the couch and watch TV and, and, you know, go to sporting events? God said, I need you to work for me. Amen? Work out your own salvation with what? Fear and trembling. Hebrews 6.10 says, God is not unjust to forget your work and labor of love that you have ministered and will minister to the saints. He, he's calling us, ch- us, church, he's calling us saints to be his arms and be his legs. Amen? So compassion feels something. He felt, the word compassion is, uh, by definition, let me see if I can find it here. It is, um, hmm, it's here. Here it is. (laughs) It's a word that I can't pronounce, okay? It's a long word. It's like 12, 13 letters. But it's a very vivid one because it's equivalent to one that, that says something that's on the deepest, innermost part of our being. Something on the inside of us can't let us let things go, but has an urge and a need to want to help somebody. Can't get it out of their mind. Go to bed at night. I got to help this person. And sometimes I'm not always aware of what people are going through, but people will tell me, so-and-so needs some help. So-and-so needs uh, help with this. And so we mobilize people or monies to get help to them. Amen? But you got to have something on the inside of a God kind of compassion. That's the only way you can love your neighbor. God has to be you know, part of your life, and it shows what kind of relationship you have with the Lord, is when you are moved by him, when his compassion becomes your compassion, and you say, I need to help somebody, amen? So there's no logical reason for this Samaritan to help or rearrange his plans to help this guy, but here's what he does, because compassion not only feels something, compassion does something, all right? Write that down now. It feels something and it does something. It caused the Samaritan to feel so deeply that he went to him, bandaged his wounds, poured oil and wine on him, set him on his animal, took him to an inn, and stayed with him overnight. What kind of guy is this? A good Samaritan. He rearranged his whole schedule and he made a difference in this guy's life. Sometimes we can think of a hundred different reasons to not help someone. But we are God's hands and we are God's feet. Amen? So I want to show you six things that this guy did. And then I'll say them real quick and then I'll go back and tell him what he could have not have done. He went to him. He poured oil and wine on his wounds. He bandaged his wounds. He put him on his donkey. He brought him to an inn. He took care of him. And that's what he did. He went over and above. Who does that? Do you know anybody that would do something like that? Well, here's here's the kicker. You ready for this? Jesus is telling this guy, there's no way you can do that. This Samaritan is not a real person. Did you know that? This is a story. This is a parable. This is what you could do, but you'll never wind up doing it because no one is that good. You can't love God with all your heart. You try the best you can. Don't we try the best we can? We can't do it. You can't love your neighbor as yourself. This guy loved him 
as himself. But God was making a de demonstration and a parable. He, here's what we do. He went to him. He didn't pretend. He didn't see him. He didn't ignore him. He could have passed by easily. He poured oil and wine on his wounds. He took an active part in soothing his pain. He bandaged his wounds. He took an active part in his healing. You say, where was the bandages? Well, commentator, commentators say he probably took his own clothes off and wrapped it around the guy's wounds to bandage him. He put him on his donkey. Now, that means that he had to walk while he was carrying this guy on a donkey. Can you get a picture? How in the world can you get this guy that's half dead on your donkey and keep him on there as you're walking? I mean, that's quite a chore. chore. He brought him to an inn. He could have just left him there and said, you look, I've done a lot for you. I got the oil and the, and the, and the uh, wine on your wounds. I bandaged you up. God bless you, be warm, be filled, be gone. No, he said, I'm going to take you to an inn. And he gave him two denarii, which is actually about $200, which is about two months worth of uh, hotel accommodations. Two months, this guy's got money. And he gave it to him. And he took care of him. He stayed the night and he said, if you need anything else, I will give it to you when I return. That's like a, a, a part, carte blanche check. You know, the guy could have done all kinds of crazy things and, and uh, charged it to him. So we see three things here. He felt compassion feels something, compassion does something, and compassion costs something. Do you get it? Do you get it? Okay. Now I want to tell you something. As I get ready to close. Like I said, this is a parable no way can anybody do this. But you know who did this for us? Jesus. Jesus did it for us. He picked us up when we were dead in sins. Do you know that? We were dead in trespasses and sins, and Jesus came and said, I will give you life, and that more abundantly. We have fellowship with the Father. We, we couldn't have done it on our own. This man could not cry, even cry out for help. But Jesus saw what we needed. He had compassion on us. And the Bible says God sent his only beloved son to come. And as he gave his life for us, we have eternal life. The second thing, he anoints our head with oil. Praise the Lord. We have his presence. We have his uh, anointing in our lives. We're not alone in this world. Amen. Then he gave us grace to cover, recover from our sins and our wounds. Do you know that whatever you're going through, God said, I will, I will pour my oil and my wine and I'll bandage you up and I'll give you peace and rest for your souls. The Bible says in Psalms 23, he leads me beside still waters and he makes me to lie down in green pastures. This is the promise of the Lord. He is the good Samaritan. He's the one that comes and does everything that we couldn't do for ourselves because he loves us. Oh, how he loves us. Amen. Then he says, Whatever you need, I'm Jehovah Jireh, your provider. Whatever you need. He said, I'll open up my checkbook to you. And he said, if you need anything, ask, in my, ask the Father in my name and I will give or grant it to you. Whatever you need. Praise God. So I want to, my question is, are you a good Samaritan? Are you able to do these things? You can't do them in yourself, but you need God to work through you. And the same compassion that God has given you, you're able to give to others. He is the father of all compassion.
Right, Cecilia, in 2 Corinthians, <laughs> verse 1, 3 through 4. She had to correct me. I put it out on a weekly letter. And she said, Pastor, I enjoyed it very much, but I checked the verse, and you had 1 Corinthians instead of 2 Corinthians. But God bless you. I'm looking forward to the message. So uh, thank God that she was reading <laughs> the message. Amen? Now, as I conclude again, it's my second close. <laughs> in 1 John 3, 16 through 18, it says, because he loved us, he laid down his life for us, and we also ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. Amen? And it starts at home, you know? I know my wife asked me to do stuff. I'm going like, oh, please. I am tired right now. Could you just go downstairs and get me a glass of water? Oh, oh um, also, could you go down and get me a pillow? You know, the round pillow that I need. Okay. <laughs> and I think to myself, her mother would drive all the way from Oceanside to come and be with us or take Chucky to uh, whatever he needed to go to or be part of what he's doing. I can't even go downstairs. So start with your own family. Amen. Have a joyful attitude. Be a good Samaritan at home. Praise God. But he says, whoever has this world's goods and sees his brother in need and shuts up his own heart from him, how does the love of God abide in him? So this determines how much love and how much God is on the inside of you. What your relationship is with God is how you reflect on others. Praise God. He says, my little children, let us not love in word or tongue, but in deed and truth. Praise the Lord. So in conclusion... This story, this parable, is separating a religious person from a person that has a relationship with the Lord. The, the priest knew what to do. The Levite knew what to do. The Samaritan knew what to do and did it. My question to you is, are you going to do it? Amen? Are you encouraged enough to say, you know what, Lord? I'm going to be used by you. I, I'm going to open my eyes and say, Lord, whatever I have to do, whatever you want me to do to help those that are uh, suffering or needing my help, I will give it to them. Amen. And the Lord will richly bless you. Praise God. So let's pray. Father, we thank you that as we come before you, we're able to receive your word, your compassion, that we can reach out to others and make a difference in their lives. So, Father, we ask you to be that difference to be the life on the inside of us that reaches and touches those that need your help. So, Father, empower us by your grace to do that. And we give you all the praise, the glory, and the honor, and all agreed said, amen. Well, now, if you're not in the family of God, if you don't know about this compassion and you want to uh, make a confession of faith to let him come into your life and make you part of his family, I want you to just repeat this prayer with me. Say, Father God, I thank you for Jesus. He died on the cross, paid the price for my sins. I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. Come into my life, be Lord of my life, and direct me all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. You might be missing it and saying, you know, I've been trying to do good, but I can't seem to do good. I need Jesus to come in and revitalize me, restore unto me the joy of his salvation. If that's you, let's pray this prayer. Say, Father God, I thank you for your presence. I ask you to come into my heart again. Renew me. Cause me to love you in a greater way. 
and I thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, thank you for being here today. What a wonderful message we have about the Good Samaritan. Go out in the world and uh, have, a, have a wonderful Sunday. And just remember, God loves you. the power of sin and darkness who's the mighty and you're stronger the king of glory the king above all kings who shakes the whole world in knoweth thunder who is there in awe and wonder the king of glory the king above all kings this is amazing grace it is unfailing love that you would take my place and bear the cross you would lay down your life and would be That's what you do for me. He does it for you too. Who brings all the chaos back into order? Who makes the orphan a son or daughter? The king of glory, the king above all kings. Who rules the nation and all the justice? shines the sun with all the brilliance the king of glory the king above all kings this is amazing grace it's unfailing love that you would take my place and you would bear the cross why I sing what you've done for me. Hey, go out in the world and have a great Sunday, everybody. Thanks a lot.